What is happening, people of the interwebs? It's Todd Frazier, and this is Jesus and Coffee. Um, so, so we're coming in, and this is kind of a heavy, it's kind of a heavy topic because if you're not aware, but this weekend, uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter, along with seven other individuals, died in a helicopter crash in Southern California, which is where we are. Uh, they were in Calabasas. They were headed to a youth basketball game to Kobe's daughter's game with uh, other teammates and parents and a helicopter pilot. I was at church this uh, Sunday when it happened and my phone started blowing up with people texting me and uh, getting news notifications of what something had happened and so started researching it. And um, it's just a really, really, really sad story to think about, you know, Kobe with his daughter there. Um, Interestingly enough, my daughter, my oldest daughter, who's 13, which is the age of Kobe's daughter, played against Kobe's daughter and Kobe's team when he was coaching um, about four years ago, three years ago. So we, we, you know, saw the Black Mamba team and I tell you, they were, they were fantastic. They were really, really talented. And Kobe as a coach on the sidelines for a young girls youth basketball game was, uh, it was, it was impressive. He was, um, very calm. They were very talented. They knew what they were doing. He was a, I'm no expert, but he was a good coach. And he uh, approached our coach, uh, Mike, at the end of the game. And they, you know, shook hands and talked a little bit and then went on each their way. He was just like any other coach, um, except for he was uh, six foot six and extremely intimidating because he was an NBA basketball player. Um, but he also shook my daughter's hand and uh gave her a, a compliment in her ability and it was just kind of one of those things where man this is this is crazy we're in the presence of a an NBA great an NBA legend and got to see his daughter who was very talented play as well um, and that puts a reality on this for me specifically but for a lot of us who experienced Kobe whether it was watching him on the court uh, for the Lakers or whether it was seeing him like for me, seeing on the sidelines of his daughter's basketball team or in the news or on the uh, on on shows, on TV and whatnot. Um, he was just a big, uh, big personality, huge celebrity, amazing athlete. And he and eight others, along with his daughter, just lost their lives this weekend in a helicopter crash. Freak accident sounds like we don't know details yet, but it's uh, devastating, and he leaves behind a wife and three other children, just had a baby a couple months ago, I think. Um, but man, things like this, when it when this kind of stuff happens, it really sends shockwaves in a lot of different ways, uh, but it also brings about our humanity. And I think that's the one thing I want to focus on in this episode of Jesus and Coffee. This isn't uh, just all... all all things on the table. I'm, I'm not a huge basketball fan. I'm not a, an NBA uh, guy. Like this isn't something that I'm, you know, I've been following all of the basketball stuff. I do know Kobe Bryant. I do follow my kids basketball. I did see, and my daughter met Kobe Bryant and I understand the level of athlete that he was like, he's fantastic. He's huge. He's in the spotlight along with Kobe and his daughter. There were also seven other individuals. There was uh, a father uh, a husband and wife and one of their kids in the plane who had a daughter and another son at home. 
who now don't have parents. And there are other individuals in there that were, I mean, everybody, um, everybody died in this crash. And something that I think that we need to, we need to remember, especially as Christians, is you never know when it's going to happen. You never know when it's going to be your last breath. You never know when it's going to be your last day. And I think we forget that. We take for granted the days that we get to experience. We take for granted the times that we have to spend with our loved ones. To me, I'm included in this. I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to any of you guys. Um, I I have a tendency to get lost in the in the chase, in the in the game, in the in the process really of doing all of the things as I, you know, as I do things, as I motivate others to do things, I get lost in that process. And I, I sometimes forget to really slow down and experience everything that we have around us, everything that we're blessed with, everything that you have that you're blessed with, or that you get to experience that you're blessed to experience. God is a God of love. He's a God of compassion He's a God of faithfulness. He also is a God uh, who is going to punish those that go against him. No, I'm not, that's has nothing to do with this crash in general. I'm just saying that the, the characteristics of our God, this is in no way me saying that this helicopter died, uh, crashed for a reason. I think it was something that happened and it's something that we need to talk about and something that brings up... Um, thoughts and brings up feelings and, and brings up things in, in our lives that we, uh, we need to reevaluate and we need to focus on. The passage that came to mind that I want to talk about in this episode is in Ecclesiastes. Um, Ecclesiastes is a book that's written by Solomon, who is to, said to be one of the wisest men ever to live. He was blessed by God. He was David and Bathsheba's son, which if you didn't know that, that's, that's a, um, Nice trivia, piece of trivia there for you, but he was actually David and Bathsheba's son, which is uh, ironic because Bathsheba was the woman that David committed the greatest sin that he ever committed, recorded in the Bible, with, and his son, who then was in the line of Jesus as well. He was one of the uh, wisest wisest men ever recorded, and he wrote Proverbs, and now he writes Ecclesiastes, and they said it's in his last days when he's writing this book and he's giving his last pieces of wisdom over, he's giving at the end of his life, he's giving the perspective that we all really need to take into account when we're, when we're living life and remember that it is momentary. It doesn't last forever. And here in, in Ecclesiastes 9, I'm going to start in verse 1, and I'm just going to read this all the way through to uh, the end of verse 10. So Ecclesiastes 9, this is Solomon speaking. I thought about all these things. I realize that those who are wise and do what is right are under God's control. What they do is also under his control. But no one knows whether they will be loved or hated. Everyone will die someday. Death comes to godly and sinful people alike. It comes to good and bad people alike. It comes to clean and unclean people alike. Those who offer sacrifices and those who don't offer them also die. A good person dies, and so does a sinner. Those who make promises die. So do those who are afraid to make them. Here's what is so bad about everything that happens on this earth. 
death catches up with all of us. Also, the hearts of people are full of evil. They live in foolish pleasure. After that, they join those who have already died. Anyone who is still living has hope. Even a live dog is better off than a dead lion. I think that's such a weird line for that space, but it's it's true. A live dog is better than a dead lion. Verse 5. People who are still alive know they'll die, but those who have died don't know anything. They don't receive any more rewards, and even their name is forgotten. Their love, hate, and jealousy disappears. They will never share again in anything that happens on earth. Go and enjoy your food. Be joyful as you drink your wine. God has already approved what you do. Always wear white clothes to show you are happy. Anoint your head with olive oil. Your love, you love your wife, so enjoy life with her. Do it all the days of this meaningless life God has given you on earth. That's what he made you for. That's what you get for all your hard work on earth. No matter what you do, work at it with all your might. Remember, you are going to the place of the dead, and there isn't any work or planning or knowledge or wisdom there. Ecclesiastes 9, 1 through 10. That's heavy. And for some of us, that may be that may be something that is really heavy on our hearts. That may be something that really is it's sad. It 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 is. It's it's sad. We all die, but it's a fact and it's a truth. And you never know when that's gonna happen. You never know when that's going to be. I may not be able to finish this podcast. That I mean that's a, a morbid thought, but it's true. You may not be able to finish this podcast. Odds are that you will. Odds are that I will make another podcast, but we don't know when that's going to be. And my point to all this is not to bring you down. My point to all this is not to say um, anything negative about the fact that nine people lost their lives because it is extremely sad and it is an extremely heavy situation. And it's times like these that bring about perspective that we don't get every day because we get lost in the bustle. We get lost in the in the process. We get lost in the grind. We get lost in the emotions. We get lost here, it says, um, where does it say here? Uh, so this in verse 10 of Ecclesiastes 9, it, it closes with this. I want to read it again. No matter what you do, work at it with all your might. Remember, you are going to the place of the dead, and there isn't any work or planning or knowledge or wisdom there. No matter what you do, we can't escape it. At some point, we are going to die. And when you when you die, what's going to happen? What is it that you believe? This goes back to the, the first episode of the year where we have to make a decision. I believe we have to make a decision. Is Jesus God or is he a liar? What do you believe? I believe that Jesus is God. And I believe that uh, he died for my sins. And I believe that because I accept that and I share that and I believe it in my heart and I confess it with my lips that I am saved by the blood of Christ. And that's why I make this show. That's why I share this this podcast. That's why I say these words. That's why I do the things I do at church. That's why I serve my family. That's why we talk about the Bible with our kids. That's why we watch sermons and things 
on uh, YouTube and, and we, we consume all this stuff about the Bible, about the book that was written, um, that was written to tell us how God wants to relate to us. But the reality that we need to remember is there is a point where each you and I are not going to be living anymore. And that's scary, but at the same time, that's so freeing. We get one shot. We get one shot. So what are we what are we focused on? And I catch myself this all the time. I get focused on all these things. This is what's important. That we read the Bible, that we share God's word. And in the next episode, I already know what I want to talk about in the next episode. Um, we need to just look at what the scripture says. Look at the Bible. We get caught up in a lot of different, well, it says this, but does it mean that? We need to read the Bible. We need to decide, is God or is Jesus God or is he a liar? And from there, what does Jesus teach us to do? He teach us to he teaches us to live, love God, and love people. Because at some point, we're not going to be able to do that on this earth anymore because we're going to die. It's going to be over. I'm sorry to say that. I apologize if that hurt some of you. And this may be, a, some of you may have turned this off just because it's too much, but it's real. And incidents like the crash that happened this weekend are evidence of that. And they're reminders. You guys, we have one shot. We're all going to die. And it's going to be sad for those of us that are still here when our loved ones die. But the more important thing is, what's your relationship like with Jesus? What's your relationship like with the God that created this universe? Think about that. Think about your focus. Think about what you're doing on a daily basis. And is it hurting or enhancing your relationship with Christ and with others? I know I got to get better at it. I got to be better. No matter what you do, work at it with all your might. Remember, you are going to the place of the dead and there isn't any work or planning or knowledge or wisdom there. Lord, we come to you right now and we just want to, we want to thank you. We want to praise you for this life you've given us. We want to give you praise and glory for the opportunity that we have to come into relationship with you, to hear your word, to experience the love that you have, the love that you bring to each and every one of us. We ask you would help us to stay focused, that our perspective would be one that encompasses the reality to know that this is just one life and that at some point it's going to end. And we don't know when that's going to be, but we ask that you would give us the, the knowledge and the endurance and the focus to live this life for you. Make this a life worthy of our calling. Live a life that reflects your love and that is honoring to you. We pray, Lord, for all the families of those involved with this crash this weekend. And Lord, we just ask for your hand of comfort on them. Um, we know there's questions. We know there's concerns. We know there's going to be lots of people saying, why God, why? And we may never know. As a matter of fact, we probably won't know. We just ask that you would give us, you would give us a spirit of love and you would give us a spirit of acceptance 
of what it is we have in this life and that we would stay focused and do everything that we have for you. We love you, Lord. We thank you for this time. We pray this all in your name. Amen. God bless.